0: Welcome to Darnley Cyber Café, your digital information haven for coffee aficionados. In an age where data is currency and every click could be a threat, knowledge is your greatest defense. I'm your host, Darnley Gresson Jr., and this is the podcast where we illuminate the dark corners of our digital world. Join us as we navigate the ever-changing currents of cybersecurity news, IT security, and the latest in the business digital landscape. Whether you're a seasoned IT professional, a business executive, or just curious about the forces shaping our digital future, Darnley Cyber Cafe is your digital coffeehouse guiding you through the noise. I'm here to break down the headlines, decode the jargon and deliver actionable insights to protect your data, your business, and your peace of mind. So, fasten your digital seatbelts and prepare to embark on a journey through the ever-shifting world of cyber threats, news, and IT security. Darnley Cyber Cafe, your digital information haven for coffee aficionados starts now. Episode 60, Major Cyber Attacks Against Critical Infrastructure. In today's episode, I'll talk about why cybercriminals target critical infrastructure, China, Russia versus the United States of America, the cyber warfare, and where we can go from here. Now, it always seems that near the end of the year, there's always seemed to be some sort of apocalyptic video or TV show that gets released on the wild somewhere. But this is, this podcast is particularly positioned because of a peculiar. I'm You see what I'm doing here. <laughs> Why do cyber criminals target major infrastructure? Now I understand that this is not always obvious to some of you, but for the sake of the conversation, I'll get into the details as to why cyber criminals attack critical infrastructure. I want you to understand that this podcast is for everybody. So I will highlight the really key points here as to why these people or these organizations or these nation state actors are targeting critical infrastructure, particularly in the United States of America and abroad. Hollywood has done a both bad and good job illustrating the apocalyptic scenarios in science fiction movies and in TV shows. Where the future is concerned, technology always plays a part of the end of day situation, which has always and and has something to do with bad people, villains, artificial intelligence, or out of world beings. Cybersecurity has been a growing concern for everyone since the birth of high-speed internet. Although this has been a concern for corporations for a while, I personally did not really see this hit mainstream media until about 2013. So what is critical infrastructure? Critical infrastructure is systems like those driving power generation, water treatment, sewer treatment, electric production, oil and gas, and really any other critical platforms that are interconnected. Today's power generation and distribution has become more complex and connected than ever before. With the connection points ever growing with these infrastructure platforms, these these devices are more available on the internet for communication or for monitoring purposes. This turns into a major vulnerability within critical infrastructure, which are a real concern for governments and security specialists alike. Now, the increase of complexities and the reliance on networks of connected devices compared to 50 years ago when they were more isolated or an island, as you will. The main targets of hacktivists and terrorists are energy, transportation, public services, telecommunications, and critical manufacturing sectors. It can be extremely easy to do. One example was a uh, San Francisco Bay Area water treatment plant that was hacked uh, when the hacker was accessing an employee's TeamViewer. Now, TeamViewer is a remote access platform that allows users to remotely control their computer from afar. Now, this hacker tried to poison the water supply, uh, but um, not too soon after this attack happened, Uh, It it actually happened elsewhere in Florida. So just imagine here for a second that this attack went unnoticed because this particular situation were noticed by uh, plant employees and they were able to correct it relatively quickly without disruption or without any issues to the populace. Now imagine this attack went unnoticed and hundreds of thousands of people were affected, causing a massive illness or even death. It's a big pill to swallow and to finally understand that there are cyber terrorists out there willing and able to hurt you and your families. This in itself should highlight the importance of protecting our critical infrastructure. I don't want to jinx it here, but fortunately for water treatment plants, they are decentralized. So an easy massive attack will have to infect various plants across the country. In time though, These plants become more modernized to the point where there could be various points of entry over the internet aside for just logging in through a remote desktop service such as TeamViewer. You need to understand the pressing urgency to address the threats on critical infrastructure cannot be underscored. The current critical infrastructure systems consist of a mixture of legacy, outdated, and insecure systems sometimes run by non-technical and non-security-minded people, whose only concern here is to offer the service to the populace. Uh, A good example here is, have you ever heard of the Colonial Pipeline incident back in 2021? This ransomware disrupted fuel and gas supply across the United States, causing panic and chaos. The ransomware hack targeted the organization's internet network and billing systems, which caused fuel and gas shortages across multiple states. Now, the kicker here is that the company couldn't contain the attack and actually paid the $4.4 million ransom. Post-attack, the investigators revealed that the Colonial Pipeline failed to follow basic cybersecurity practices, all from a massive pipeline supplier in the United States. You would think... Organizations such as this would already be hardened for these kinds of attacks, but you and I are both wrong. Now, all of this cyber attack news probably has you thinking about how we we should be dealing with this and how to do more to protect our critical infrastructure, right? Well, think about your country's adversaries looking at ways to disrupt, destroy, or injure your population. Also, taking into account that many of these organizations who are responsible to deliver everything to you, one little break in the chain, and it all comes crashing down. This is the massive, fragile chain in our supply and distribution chains. And yes, they are banging on our doors now more than ever. As tail as old as time, from stories told by my previous colleagues to seeing it with my own eyes, a new dawn of cyber reckoning is here. The China, Russia versus USA. Now, I've made various podcasts shedding some negative or dark light on China's and Russia's involvement against Western countries. This comes from personal experience and experience of many other cyber experts protecting governments and corporations against these kinds of attacks. The proof is in the pudding, ladies and gentlemen. The cyber war I keep talking about has been waging hard in cyberspace for many years. There is no such thing as calm or restraint here. The proverb- proverbial cyber nuclear missiles are consistently being shot back and forth and it's only a matter of time when the massive bombs come flying. And before you ask... Yes, they do exist. Yes, we have no idea on the yield of power. Unfortunately, time will tell once these digital nuclear bombs fall. According to the Washington Post, anonymous U.S. officials and cybersecurity experts recently noted that hackers linked with China's People's Liberation Army have indeed infiltrated roughly two dozen essential service entities Throughout the past year in the United States, the anonymous officials and experts claimed that China's infiltration of critical entities is part of its widespread plan to disrupt or destroy essential services if a conflict occurs between China and the United States in the Pacific region. Oh, before I forget, have you seen the movie on Netflix, Leave the World Behind? Now, I have a very specific opinion on this one, but which isn't the best, mind you, but this movie just barely scrapes the surface over how cyber attacks could affect our world. To point out, this is what threat nations would possibly do in order to weaken their society. They already do this today in more subvert ways. You need to understand that warfare is played completely different compared to how warfare looked in the 20th century, or in history books. We are no longer fighting wars with tanks, guns, brute strength, massive army forces, but they're being attacked by attrition, subvert messaging, and cyber warfare. Also, to mention here, regarding Leave the World Behind, uh, uh, an ex-U.S. president, heavily influenced this movie too, which I'll say is Obama. Now, the just to quickly note here that this, this, this movie kind of scraped the surface. Unfortunately, it didn't provide additional details, but I won't spoil this for those who haven't watched it. But when you do, or if you've watched this, you will see that these hackers have used various methods to disrupt the populace. Now, obviously, cell phones, TV, radio, GPS, satellites, etc. have all been affected here. But this kind of gets into technology, but also beyond technology. I also enjoyed the fact that this, this movie also highlighted the younger generation's dependence on technology, and you will see this uh within this movie of how psychologically speaking that technology has become a key cornerstone in our society and this is what these threat actors have used to disrupt and destroy society by hacking into these various um these various uh aspects of our lives technological aspects mind you and cause disruption to the point where um the The entire society breaks down, which opened the door against attacks. Did you know that there is a cyber attack that hit an, that hits nations every six minutes, especially the Western nations? Even the last year, we've seen attacks become bigger, have a more of an impact in terms of loss, have significant compromises, and these storms keep getting bigger and bigger year over year minute after minute, day after day. This is because countries such as China and Russia are becoming extremely aggressive now in targeted American and other nations, um, their businesses and governments alike. No one in the cyber communities are going to argue about the increase, the significant increase in these types of attacks. Now, did you know the largest targeted industries according to Checkpoint, that have the highest rate of attacks per organization. These are education, communications, and government. Now let that sink in for a second. Why do you think or feel that these organizations are being targeted? These are the three foundations of our society, which doesn't include the critical infrastructure. So for education, in terms of attrition, what are some of the things that our adversaries would plant? What are some of the things that our adversaries want to do to kind of change the outlook, perception, feeling, mental capacity of our younger generation through education? This also has a lot of data. And personally, myself working in the education, educational sector as well, there is a significant amount of data and a significant amount of influence you can have over a young generation of a population. So the best thing if you want to rip a country out from uh, from the carpet under their feet is to look at the younger generation and try to mold their minds in a way where they're not going to be able to stand up and defend themselves, where they would just kind of become pacifists and lie down to certain situations that happen globally. Communications, such as mentioned with the with the movie, Um, When it comes to our reliance on communication, such as cellular networks, we rely heavily on communication such as cellular networks and also Internet to acquire information gone are the days of cable TV. So our reliance on the Internet has increased 20 fold in the last 10 years because now we're getting most of our information through websites. Now we're going getting our information on our mobile devices, you know, at the grocery store or running errands, or when we're gone traveling. And in government, the last one is government. Now, obviously, government is what keeps everything together. And when there's a loss of government, or there's not a cohesion in government, then you'll see things start breaking down. Again, highlighted greatly by that movie I mentioned, is also the fact that once you have people against each other, when you have division, when you have a lack of communication... Uh, lack of knowledge, lack of power, that's when you start seeing a a sort of a a nation falling apart from the inside out. And and again, very, very eloquently put during the movie, Leave the World Behind. And I, I mentioned that one because it just recently came out and it's gross. Now, I didn't enjoy it, to be honest, in my personal opinion, but it does, if you do watch it, it does highlight some of the, the technoglo- technological and, psych- and and psychological aspects of when these devices go down. I feel like they should have dug a bit deeper into the psychological aspect to it. Um, I just feel like they really scratched the surface on that. But once you have removal of government and all the things that we pay as taxpayers to keep all these systems in place, kind of takes everything out of balance, out of whack, as you will. And would completely disableize a country. When you don't have that cohesiveness in government. Then you will see things fall apart from the inside out. And That's why I mentioned these are the most important things. And unfortunately, they are the top three uh, targeted organizations in the world. Even the last 24 hours. So why are these bad actor nations attempting to attack the United States, for example, from, cyber, from the cyber underground? It is very simple if you take this into perspective. Imagine if you can cripple shipping ports, logistical centers. Would you think, when the invasion of Taiwan happens, that the Chinese government won't try to throw various cyber attacks to thwart or to stall the deployment of U.S. forces? Even the director of the Department of Homeland Security, Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency, Brandon Wales, who said, and I quote, This significant change from Chinese cyber activity from seven to ten years ago that was focused primarily on political and economic espionage, which he continues. It is very clear that Chinese attempts to compromise critical infrastructure are in part to pre-position themselves to be able to disrupt or destroy that critical infrastructure infrastructure. In the event of a conflict, to either prevent the United States from being able to project power into Asia or to cause societal chaos within the United States. Now, I can put my money on their attack attempts to lie and wait, conduct reconnaissance, figure out their strategy to gain deeper access into the American systems, and then switch from reconnaissance to attack once the order is given. This strategy is not new and has been seen from various cyber threat actors across the world. Many, many, many times have I seen various different cyber threats that have happened through threat actors using the lie and wait tactic. So don't think for a second that these, these nation states or, or other cybersecurity terrorists are not implementing the same exact principle when it comes to attacking our critical infrastructure. Personally speaking, I don't know if there's something already in systems. You know, we're not going to know everything. But if they are compromised in our critical infrastructure, then they at some point are going to be the ones who are going to leash the attack and cause a massive outage. So we know that there have been attacks, like these attacks have been very common, but They've been happening for many years, so where can we go from here? Some days I wish I had a magic crystal ball to be able to tell you all exactly what we can do as a society, but unfortunately, I don't. What I do have is a predictive behavioral analysis within cyberspace, but as they say again, the proof's in the pudding. You can see the growing threats to our critical infrastructure And if you have been affected by these attacks over the many years, generally, you feel it, but the attacks that happen, generally speaking, are not felt. Now, understand that all this is a slow bleeding away of your data and security controls to gain access to various stations across your nation. Losing your personal identifiable information may not affect you immediately compared to you not being able to put fuel in your vehicle, but honestly, it all comes full circle in the end. Personally speaking, I would have to mention here that putting pressure on your elected officials to apply more pressure to come up with additional protective measures for these critical infrastructures are key. The government needs the pressure from ordinary folk like us To make sure that we have the energy security to continue operating and to protect ourselves, our families, from threats from inside and outside. Because keep in mind that these threats don't just happen through nations such as China and Russia, etc. They also happen from within our own countries. Uh, Additional to this, apply pressure to corporations to upgrade old legacy systems and move into more secure systems that benefit the security of the in- infrastructures that you depend on daily, such as your, your electricity, your water, all that. I will mention, though, you know that there is hope. Right now. It's not all doom and gloom here, people. The fight against cyber threats to critical infrastructure are in full swing today. Many operators are conducting analysis, identifying personal security issues, and creating mitigation efforts when designing these critical systems. Now, continue development, rigorous and practical approaches to address the need to have a safe, secure and reliable operations of these systems. Now, I'll say this. For a more macro level, how how you can prepare yourself is to follow the guidelines of your local emergency management office to figure out the resources and needs of your area to best plan. Now, I'm not saying you should go and hoard food and water today, but I'm saying on a very least a macro level, look at some of the guidelines in your area to have a, to have the very basic controls on hand, the basic essentials. I mean on hand in the event of a crit of a failure of critical infrastructure. You rather have, you know, I, I always say this you rather have it, not need it than to need it and not have it. I don't want to sit there and put everyone into this spectacle. I don't want everyone to go into a panic frenzy because panicking is what kills you. You need to understand that sometimes Either that be a natural disaster, an external disaster, or an internal disaster will cause some outages and disruptions to you at some point in time. It may not be tomorrow or next month, but it'll happen at some point in time in your life. So having the bare essentials are very key and are honestly the smart way to help you and your family better weather the storm uh, if and when something does happen in your localized area. Now, we all know that these attacks are going to increase, even as we go into 2024. Unfortunately, our confidence has decreased or is decreasing with the news of newer breaches coming into the light. Every day, every month, every year, it all erodes. And understand that we cannot stop 100% of these attacks. But if we can make ourselves and or our nation more difficult to attack... We would really put the attackers on notice to decide if this, this if this is even worth their energy and cost to do the attacks. Thanks for listening to this episode of Darnley Cyber Cafe. Be sure to subscribe and stay tuned for weekly episode releases, because in the world of cybersecurity, knowledge is power. I want to wish all of my listeners from the cafe a warm, wonderful holiday season for whatever you celebrate. I hope it's great and warm as I'm sitting here drinking my coffee. I'm sitting back and reflecting on the year's end of all the wonderful journeys we've been through together. And I want to say thank you. I want to thank you for your consistency, your appreciation, and love you've given this cafe over the last year. I hope to continue to inspire, educate, and elevate all of you moving into 2024. Happy holidays. Cheers.